0: Welcome to Tucson New Thought. The lyric in the song that I love, it's when the song in the second verse, the lyrics turn. And it goes from saying, what if it's all of these things to fear? You know, the the road is in, the, the idea of the road is infused with fear, the idea of love infused with fear, the idea of that limb breaking, it's all infused with fear, this idea that we should be you know living in fear. And then of course the chorus is, what if it all goes right, right? What if it all goes right? We are living the consciousness of it all going right, right here and right now, to the degree that we accept that it is all going right. Are you willing to accept that it is all going right, irrespective of the circumstances that you see all around you? Yeah. then my job is done. (laughs) Because I love that second verse when it says, what if that road is a beautiful slow drive? What if that love lasts a lifetime? What if that limb, and I love this lyric, what if that limb is oak tree strong? Some of the best questions we can ask ourselves at any given time is, what if, what if? the infinite possibility exists within you. And sometimes that is illuminated by asking yourself the question, what if, what if? What does that spark for you? What does that spark? Because I tell you, I, I ask that question to myself, even without anything past the what if, I say, what if? And I can feel the energy of infinite creative presence within me when I ask that question because it opens me up to the possibility that is, that is inherent in infinite source. And I recognize and know and I align myself with the knowledge that I am that source. So what if? Ah, oh, What a great feeling it is to live in that question of what if. In class this week, on Wednesday night, I'm gonna just go ahead and go here because what nurtures the seed is the title of today's message. In class this week, we talked a lot about, well, the whole chapter that was read and prepared for the students to bring to class was all around the creative medium, which in the philosophy we call the soul, but that is simply what we call it. The subjective mind, it doesn't matter what you call it, It is the infinite creative medium from which all things, all experience, all expression, all form, all time, everything springs forth from that infinite soil. And so we talked a lot about this metaphor that is used all the time to describe the creative process within this new thought philosophy, and that is that our thoughts are seeds, our beliefs are seeds. And we implant those seeds into this infinite soil, and what springs forth is creation, the form. So it's a metaphor, right? It's a metaphor that we use to help us understand the creative process, to help us deepen into what it is to create. And so I start to ask myself this question, if this is how I understand the creative process, what blocks the way? What are the weeds? that are growing up all around us. Those weeds that we plant that are implanted because they are erroneous thoughts that we're still implanting into the soil, and they happen more often than not below the level of awareness. We have to uproot those weeds, just as you would in a garden, you uproot the weeds. And here's the thing, weeds are anything, are any plant that you do not want in your garden. A lot of people look at dandelions as weeds. I look at dandelions as delicious. (laughs) So a, a rose bush can be a weed if it's something that you do not want in your garden. So it's simply your perspective on what it is that you have planted and is growing. And if you are planting things, and and, and I think part of the goal ultimately of new thought is to ensure that whatever we are planting below the level of awareness is in alignment with our highest good. Because we're planting plenty of things that are not in alignment with our highest good. And when we recognize them, because people ask me this question all the time, well, how do you know what's happening below the level of awareness? And I always say, look at your life. Because all of that is the construct of what is flowing forth From mind, 100% of your mind. We're only aware of about 10%. So, isn't that 90% that I talk about, that 90% below the level of awareness that is still being implanted into that fertile soil of creative mind and showing up in life as life? And so, our work within this philosophy is to be active in creating the lives we want to create. And you know what? There is no destination. So get over the idea that you're gonna get somewhere. You're not gonna get there. It is an infinite journey of becoming, which is why this month's theme is Becoming. We are on that infinite journey of becoming. So if you have weeds, rip them out. How do you nurture the seed? How do you nurture the seed? Well, I like to say that when I plant that seed, I'm going to water it with my loving thoughts. That I'm going to tend to it with loving thoughts, allowing my mind to be rooted and focused on love only. My conscious, active thinking process must be rooted in love only. And I water the seed with love only. And I love to also, ready? This is, where we're going to, this is where it takes a little bit of a turn. I love also to this idea that I'm going to fertilize the seed through inquiry. Fertilizing the seed through inquiry is allowing myself to be open to seeing what is happening and asking the appropriate questions that will lead my mind to the next thing and allow myself to blossom. One of the greatest gifts that we have been given, I did talk about this in the 9 a.m., is the gift of volition, the gift of choice. And as we experience and express living in this state of choice, that is what makes us unique, that is what makes us individualized, that is what makes us magnificent, that we have choice and we can activate those choices in our lives. And so it's all about choice. Inquiry is about choice. If, what a great inquiry, what if? So a forest arises from the seeds of your thoughts. What is the forest that is arising from your mind? It is the expression and outflow of your life. What if it all goes right? We're living in a world right now that is filled with fear, and the proliferation of fear is making people hide and close themselves off. And yes, we in this center have taken steps to address people's fear in a way, but I'm also, I, I want, if you got the Friday email, the very first bullet point said, know your mind in relationship to this entire experience of the coronavirus. Know your mind. You are in charge of your experience of life and you get to make appropriate decisions around how you experience this thing called a pandemic. Mm -hmm. What kind of word is like pandemic? I choose not to experience the pandemic. Just as in 2008, I chose not to experience the financial crash. That had had no effect on me because I decided who I was was greater than any experience in the world of form. And that is true for each and every one of us. Who we are at the core, that loving infinite light at the core of each and every one of us is greater than anything we experience in the world of form because we're the ones who are creating the world of form. So if you decide in this moment to take the step and nurture the seeds of love, nurture the seeds of life, nurture the seed of life, then you have absolutely nothing to fear. You get to grow that forest with your fertile thought. Now here's where I'm going to do something that I don't often do. In fact, I've never done it (laughs) <laughs> in Tucson, New Thought. I've done, I did this in C- at CSL Toronto when I was the spiritual director there. I'm going to invite you to use your inquisitive mind to ask me questions. And we're going to do a little bit of a Q&A. And I want to let anyone who's watching online know that Mon is uh, monitoring the chat function online. So if you have questions, you can ask them by typing them into the chat. Now, the questions are not limited. You can ask whatever questions you want. You can ask about unity. You can ask about the coronavirus. You can ask about spiritual principle. You can ask about whatever you want to ask. I will let you know if it's a question I can't answer. But I trust I'll be able to answer all the questions.
1: What's going to be the name of our group when we go to where unity is. Are we going to be unity? Are we going to be new thought? What are we going to be?
0: What is going to be the name of, of our community when we get up? Uh, initially, it will be Unity of Tucson. And, and here's why. Whether we are having conversations about is, is the, a name change in the, in the works. Um, they're, they're all sideline conversations. There's no official conversation that is happening yet. The thing to know is that I have been hired by Unity of Tucson as a business organization. And so when we go up there, we're bringing our communities together. And there's, there's been some fear, I will say, around disenfranchisement of this community when we go up there. That has been expressed to me and some, by some people, that are we going to just disappear? And, and I say, um, my intention is that we go up there and we step away from an us versus them conception of any kind. And the only way that this will work, and this is what I got assurance of this week, um, when I sat down on Wednesday morning, after Mercury was out of retrograde, by the way. <laughs> because I talked about it last week. Mercury went direct on Tuesday. I sat down to sign the agreement on Wednesday, and I was sitting with the president of the board of Unity of Tucson, and I said, before I sign this, I need some assurance. I said, there's some anxiety around this community and what it, um, what's going to happen when we go up there. I said, the only way that I see this working, and I need your assurance that this is how we're going to proceed, is while I am officially being hired by your organization, it is imperative that we look at this as an integration of two communities. And she looked me in the eye, and I will quote her. She said, I don't see it working any other way. That's the way I believe we need to really consider this. You know, um, if, if, if we were being, you know, it, it, there's gonna be an identity, right? We're all gonna go up there with an identity, and, there's, and, and let's also be very clear. There may be speed bumps along the way. But we have the capacity to allow those speed bumps to be smoothed over. That's within each and every one of us. So and I, I will come back to you uh, in just a moment. So one of the things that is going to change is we're going to be moving to their current service schedule, which is we're going to go back to having one service on Sundays at 10 a.m. So that will start April 5th, when we've made our way up to unity. There was a question here, and then can I kind of come back to you? OK. Okay. I thought you did. Was there, no. <laughs> was there somebody down here? Oh, it's related to what you're just talking about. Yeah. So we're integrating the two. Does that mean that we as members of T- Tucson new thought will be automatically become members of unity of Tucson. That's one of the things that I will talk to them about and just say, we, I want to, I want to acknowledge the fact that, that I have a membership list already. And I think that we should just merge the two and say that irrespective of what their guidelines are. You know, cause there you have to have been going for a certain period of time and they have, you know, it's all outlined what their guidelines for membership are. I'm gonna say, I think we need to honor the fact that we have members and we should just bring them into the fold. I'll be there in just a moment. L- let me come to you after.
1: I, I just wanted to say, I see this as a, the birth of a really powerful spiritual organization into Tucson. I do too. That is outstanding and that everyone has come together and attracted a lot of people in town. I do too. And I just want to say that.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be right there, Mike. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Since we feel that new thought is very important, the word new thought, uh, other unity churches have other names after unity, like unity of peace.
0: Mm-hmm. How
1: can it be, how can it, how could it be unity of new thought?
0: I, I, well, I can address that. <sighs> th- so so I, I will address it, but here's the thing. Again, this is, this is, these are thoughts that I have had in, in conjunction with other people who have approached me and talked to me about the name. Um, because we are business entities that are, you know, that name changes become a thing in a business entity. The name that is most profoundly coming through right now and this is just an idea, it's a seed, and we can nurture that seed with our thoughts, is that we exclaim who we are in our name by calling ourselves New Thought Unity, which is to say we are unified as New Thought. We are, it it is inclusive of both names, and it is an exclamation, an active exclamation of who we say we are. We are New Thought Unity. So that's a thought, an idea, let's nurture that idea yeah. comment not a question uh, you know i have no doubt that when we move over there that jonathan is going to continue to express himself as who he is and, I, and from your response I, I assume you all feel the same way and if we continue to express ourselves for who we are then i think the fears of being assimilated or whatever you want to say are misplaced all right yeah yeah and, and we're in the midst of it all too, let's remember that. I'm, I'm definitely in the midst of it all because I haven't met all the players up there. I'm, I'm, this week I'm having a meeting with Linda, their music director. I'm going through and it's gonna take me some time to understand how they operate and the ways where we can come together. So, you know, we're, we're working through it. Any questions online? Nothing, Nothing yet, okay. Yes, Ruth.
1: Gone there for thirty-five years. Yes. <clears throat> they use, Can you use microphone. Unity uses the Bible, mm-hmm. and you use science of mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what will you do at Unity?
0: <laughs> so this was a big question when I was being interviewed. Um, so Unity, as an organization, uh, markets themselves as practical Christianity, and the truth is, science of mind. If you look past page 423 in the Science of Mind book, which is about halfway through, it's all teachings of the New Testament. And I think sometimes we forget that Science of Mind, religious science, was actually born out of Christianity, out of practical Christianity in the same way unity is born out of that paradigm. Unity has retained it much more than Science of Mind because Science of Mind is saying, let's open ourselves up to the infinite potential and the mystics of, that, that exist out there. So, I actually already do use the Bible, just not as much as they do in Unity. You've heard me give Bible quotes in here, whether you know it or not. (laughs) Um, And I personally, in my own practice, I utilize the Bible for illumination because there is great mystic teaching in the Bible, and I am okay with that. I think that we have done ourselves a disservice in religious science to say that in the name of progress, we are eliminating one part of the mystic teachings of the world and we're going to only look at this. Because the minute we limit in any capacity, that is limiting our own experience and expression of life. So I welcome it all. And there's going to be some learning up there for them as well, as I bring probably more than they're accustomed to. But I'm going to look and see what are the great through lines and threads that we can experience and explore together as a community. That's my interest in serving up there. I'm just seeing if anything else is... Coming through that needs to be said. So, yeah, I, I, w- I, I happily will use the, the Bible.
1: Yeah. It's been my experience in life that if you're hired, you can be fired. Mm-hmm. So, what
0: is that aspect uh, and what is that reality of being hired? I could be fired, <laughs> but I can also quit that I'm always at choice around how I proceed and experience life. And I don't think I will do anything that will lead them to want to fire me because I also have been very clear. You need to know who you're hiring. I said in some of those interviews, I said, make sure you go watch what I do on a Sunday because it is very different from what you're accustomed to on a Sunday here. And while I am going to be utilizing my own tact to bring the two communities together, it's going to be shocking for them, but it's also going to be shocking for us I want to prepare everybody. There's going to be things that will change.
1: Well, you came, <clears throat> you came to Unity twice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you did an excellent
0: job. Thank you.
1: You really did. Everyone loved
0: you. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I'm going to go to Karamon, and then I'm going to go to Christy. Yes.
1: So this is not from online. This is from me. Yeah. Um, although, okay. No, it's just comments. Um, my question, kind of the jumps off of what was just being talked about, has unity required uh, anything specific of you in the contract?
0: So yes and no. There are some, so, so just from the business perspective, there are some requirements because I am ordained through the Centers for Spiritual Living. There is a reciprocal agreement between the Centers for Spiritual Living and Unity Worldwide Ministries for ministers to serve in either organization. Okay, so there is an agreement between the two larger organizations. Part of that agreement is I am required, and this is in my contract, to go take classes, that uh, they have laid out which classes I need to go take classes, and ultimately within 18 months become an ordained Unity minister. I welcome that because I am all about education and expanding what it is what what it is I can know. I am so excited to read the works of of Emily Cady and 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 uh, you know like to be able to expand and broaden what I know only means that it's going to expand and broaden my experience of ministry and the way we can serve in this world. So that is exciting to me, but that's the requirement. Regarding what Sundays look like, because I think that's what most people are like, well, what are Sundays gonna look like? The purview of the minister is that they are 100% in charge of what Sunday celebration looks like. And the board has no say in that. That is written into the contract.
1: Okay, so, First of all, I'd just like to say that I think that uh, the questioning and the opportunity for all of us to question is a magnificent display of your generosity and your ability to think on your feet and all of that. And I really respect that. Thank you. And, um, and But it comes to me that what Winnell said is uh, it's a vision, it's a vision that you have. And I think that how would it be if each of us had a vision that we are carrying with us that we would like maybe to express. And instead of thinking of it in terms of a question, what if this happens or what if that happens, how about if we say to ourselves right away, we go beyond that and we say, okay, this is my vision, this is what I'd love to see, and then just have it out there. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, as the music person, I would love to have a form of a choir that is on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. you know, and who knows exactly what that would look like, but rather than me worry about, oh my gosh, this is all gonna change, I didn't even know this was possible until September of last year. (laughs) This kind of a group and Jonathan existed. So now I know that, Mm -hmm. and it leads to so much possibility, so much growth, so much light and so much bountiful music. Yeah. So yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: I do. And I actually, yeah, and I actually have something to say on that. What I have to say on that is um, ministers are not hired because of their business acumen, although that is helpful. Bis- ministers are not hired because they know how to deliver a Sunday message. The, the, the purpose of being interviewed in ministry is to go in and say, here is my vision for what this community can become. And they bought into the vision, not just because I came and I gave a good talk on a Sunday, although I think I gave some good talks on Sundays. Yeah, exactly. But I also explained to them, here is my vision for what this community can be, how we can be effective, not just in Tucson, but in the world. And they said, yes, yes, let's, 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 let's go there. I think every good leader leads from vision. And that has always been my course, to say, what is my vision? How am I proliferating the message of my vision? So that, thank you. Because it is. It's all about vision. Yeah.
1: Well, here's serendipity happening. What if it all comes
0: right? What if it all, right? (laughs) Yeah. So have I told you about my business plan? No. So... (laughs) In 2009, I had to write a business plan as part of my ministerial studies. Oh, I'm gonna get all misty now. I had to write a business plan as part of my ministerial studies, as part of the requirements of becoming a minister. You go through church as a business, right? Church as a business, so you have to write a business plan, and the business plan has to be rooted in, if you are starting from zero, the concept of nothing, how do you begin a new work and create your vision of ministry? and that is how do you start you know how do you start a center so i wrote this business plan and i said my and i think i talked about this actually at the annual meeting a little bit my business plan had three major elements to it one was the was the kind of day-to-day operation, which was uh, I I, I would love to create a community space where people can come, be spiritually nourished or physically nourished. It's the concept of the coffee house, right? Where you can come and you can have open conversations and and really engage and and consider um, in much the way, uh, very much like a philosophical forum where we're all able to engage and grow. That's kind of the day-to-day. And inclusive within that is the construct of a Sunday celebration. The second part was to create a media entity for us to proliferate the message of new thought, which is twofold, love and law. That's it, that's all we teach. We teach that love is the infinite power and the law is what makes that power come into expression in this world of form. That's all we teach. That's it, it's all I'm ever saying on a Sunday. Have you figured that out yet? So creating a media entity for, for, for creating videos. That's why I've all from day one I said we're putting ourselves on video and we're going to put ourselves out there. That will continue at Unity. That may be something they're not prepared for, but it is something that is imperative to me, and that's a deal breaker for me, that we will put everything out on video. I will continue to do my daily messages on video. That's all part of this. Um, the third part of this was... Now, I wrote this entire business plan with the idea that I was moving back to Tucson from my home then, which was Los Angeles, that I was going to move back to my hometown where I was born and raised to create a spiritual guest ranch. (laughs) Spirit has a funny way of working things out (laughs) because I'll tell you, I get here and I'm like, Well, here we are in our little industrial park in our tiny, over at unit seven in our tiny little thing. And I'm like, this is the seed for the guest ranch. This is where it all begins. And I know that as we grow, as we thrive, as we experience this thing called life, we are building to that. And then spirit says, here, have 18 acres of land. It may not be in the way that you ever thought it was going to unfold, but here it is. It's also like 10 years before I ever thought, like like, I thought, oh yeah, maybe about 10 years from now we'll be able to procure some property to start building at that point. Mm -hmm. When I explained that this was part of my vision, when I was in the very last time I met with the board and the search committee at Unity, do you know what I was met with? Well, that's always been part of their vision. Wow. So those of you who've been to Unity, did you know that? So here's what's happening. The visions are coming together, and we get to actually now put ourselves in conscious alignment with the vision to actually bring it to fruition. How exciting is that? So it's all about vision and and planting those seeds and trusting. And I'll tell you, it was not like when, when this first came up with unity, I was like, nah, that's not for me. And and that was almost a year ago now. As many of you know, it was almost a year ago now that this first came into my conscious awareness. And I was like, "Yeah, it's not happening. No, it's not happening. No, it's not happening." Well, maybe. Okay, I'll okay, I'll throw my hat in the ring, and we'll see what happens. What if it all works out? (laughs) Yeah. Anything online? Anyone? Anyone? Any other questions? Awesome. I just wanted to look at the time because I had intended to go until 11:15. It's now (laughs) 11:18. So, if there's one more question or or two more questions, I will take two more questions because those are the hands that I saw. Jude.
1: I just had a kind of a silly suggestion. We could be a new Unity Tucson spiritualist, and our acronym could be NUTS.
0: (laughs) New Unity Tucson spiritualist. All right. (laughs) When you're doing your um, opening or
1: uh, your daily meditations, how are you going to introduce yourself? as founding, no longer founding member, or, or minister?
0: Yeah, so the question was, when I do my daily mindful moments, um, w- how will I introduce myself? I will... He's uh, an actor, he can change characters. Yeah, yes, he can. I will introduce myself as the senior minister of Unity of Tucson, starting on April 1st. Yeah. On what, what page? So if you are interested in uh, my daily mindful moments, <laughs> Um, I go live at 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 p.m. Eastern every single weekday on Facebook at uh, Tucson New Thoughts' Facebook page. That will probably stay on Tucson New Thoughts' Facebook page. Um, One of the conversations I do have to have with them is what is their social media presence? What is our our social media presence? Because social media is going to be a very important tool that we can use to proliferate and grow uh, this philosophy in Tucson and beyond. Recognizing that there is no need to ever outline our good, because if I had stuck to what I thought my ministry was going to look like, I would have closed myself off to what my ministry is becoming. Hello, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, www.tucsonnewthought.org. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.